Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? You already know what it is, man. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Barnes Pod. I am him, he is me. Gl- Ooh, I almost botched it. I am him, he is me, Glitch in the Matrix, your host, Vance Barnes. Man, appreciate y'all tapping in. If you haven't already done so, please, please, please go rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music if you're listening to it. Um, also, go and follow the Instagram page at the Vance Barnes Pod for just updates on content, podcast stuff. Man, doing a giveaway soon, so be in tune for that. Man, like I said, appreciate y'all tapping in. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy, crazy world we live in. Um, man, first of all, I want to say, you know, prayers out to the families affected in Buffalo um, at the mass shooting, man. That's. Stuff's just like, at first, it's crazy because, like, I didn't even, not that you have to comment on it in social media or, like, really anything, but I think I just saw it, and I just, like, kept scrolling. Like, I didn't even acknowledge it in my own thoughts. I'll say that. I haven't, I didn't even acknowledge the shooting within my own thoughts um, for a few days, like I, I knew it happened. I thought it was awful, but I didn't even like think about it just because of how numb I feel like at this point, we as a people have come to, you know, things like that, you know, just the year that everything that happened in 2020 um, with, you know, police brutality and, um, you know, political, so all that stuff. And then, you know, these mass shootings have been happening, you know, regardless of it, you know, this one was a hate crime. It was obviously racial, um, you know, but it's just crazy that, you know, these mass shootings have been happening since, you know, the beginning of time, like since gun laws were even a thing. And, you know, you look back at Columbine in the 90s and it's just it's, it's sad. It's really unfortunate. You know, I just don't even understand how um, a regular civilian, whether you hunt or not, like I don't understand how somebody can get their hands on, on an assault rifle. Like, it's literally a weapon made to kill people in large quantities. It's a war. It's a war machine. It's a war weapon. And I don't understand how any civilian can even get their hands on one let alone, you know, this kid was 18 years old. He obviously dealt with mental struggles. He had posted on multiple social media platforms about how, you know, these type of things. Um, and, you know, I read that <clears throat> the police had came to his house. They had done a police investigation on him, you know, his senior year of high school or something like that for turning in a project about, you know, murder suicide and the teacher was like yo this is extremely weird you know turn it into the principal who turned it into this and that and the police did an investigation on because you know when that type of stuff comes up in your school you have to take caution of it so this kid was giving the signs early and somehow how he was able to and i don't want to give false information i don't know how he got the gun i'm guessing he registered or whatever i don't really know i didn't go that deep into it but it's just, it's crazy that, you know, any regular civilian can get their hand on an assault rifle. Um, I definitely think that the gun laws need to change. I think there needs to be 
I know that people aren't going to like that as far as, you know, I think there's a, a side of people that don't want the government to come and take their guns. And I feel like, yo, the government's not going to come and take your guns for hunting. But I think there needs to be some sort of mandate on, you know, thorough background checks. Like how, you know, like how flights and security around flying and going into different countries changed after 9-11. Like I feel like this needs to be like a thorough background check on, you know, there's going to be a, a year process or something like that, a long process before you can even get your hands on a gun. And it's, it's sad to say that it's going to affect some people that had no intentions of, you know, that want to, 99% of the people that want to just hunt, they want to just own guns for their own safety and their family's safeties. But these mentally unstable people are ruining it for, the, you know, the average the average guy, the average woman who wants to just own a gun, just to have a gun and uh, feel protected and feel safe. But these people are ruining that, that, you know, process. And I just feel like, you know, it has to be done. We have to do something to, you know, go through a thorough background check for anybody that wants to even purchase or own a gun. You know, it's sad that it's getting to this point, but it's, these things can't happen. You know, I just, I don't understand how these things keep happening. I don't understand how we haven't even, made a law towards this um whether you're on the left side right side you know this isn't a political podcast but we do talk about everything but it just doesn't matter like whether you know whatever and that's another thing i want to talk like you know i've I've hit on that point that's my stance on it man but another thing is i like the media with it and i go off of it saying like the left and the right like i absolutely hate how like the world now is like political and I said it before, like, I wish, you know, I wish everything wasn't so, because the world isn't always black and white. You know, there's some gray area in between. And I wish that, you know, the media makes you just pick a side, like, oh, you either have to be liberal or you have to be conservative. You have to be the blue side, you have to be red. And that's just not true. Like, you can have beliefs from both. You can, you know stand you know for what you believe is right and you don't always have to vote one way or think one way or watch certain you know news outlets um you know for instance i you know i didn't check on this i tried to find it but a lot of like fox news has been getting a lot of backlash because of how they have handled that event basically asking like was it a hate crime um, trying to tippy toe around it and man, it's, it's just, it's like, it obviously was a hate crime. He said it, he couldn't have made it any more like clear, um, that he was going to attack black people that, um, you know, that's what he was doing. He had a momentum or memento. He wrote it out and, you know, still these news outlets and media outlets are, you know, trying to tippy toe around it and it just it's and it's part of the reason why i created this podcast because i felt like a platform needs to be had and for anybody that else has had a platform like this i'm not the only podcaster that feels this way but there has to be a platform where the truth is said and there's no you know there's nobody paying behind the scenes of what you can just say there's no you know money involved with you know 
these type of things, like these news outlets and these media sources, man, they're getting funded money from all these different places. Um, and a lot of these people, a lot of these broadcasters and personalities are being paid to for shock value. You know, everything is, is here is for clickbait. These people are, they don't believe half the things they say. They don't believe, you know, half the things that they want to go, that they say on air, but because they know it's going to get a reaction out of people because they know that it's going to bring in money eventually to them, put money in their pockets, put more money in their, you know, producers pockets, put more money in the pockets of the people around them that they'll, they'll do these things. They'll create a divide within our country. They, they will say things that, you know, have, a bigger influence than they think. And they think they're just, Oh, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. If you're dumb enough to believe it, you're dumb enough to believe it. I'm getting paid regardless. And the more shock value I say, it's like, it's like sports broadcasting, you know, it's like skip Bayless, like skip Bayless, you know, damn well, he does not believe everything he says, but he knows that every time he gets online or he gets an opportunity to bash LeBron James, for instance, he's going to do it because he knows what, it's going to get reaction out of people and it's going to get people talking. It's going to get people to tune in next time to skip Bayless and what he's got to say. And it's the same thing with these media outlets, except for this is not sports. This is real. You know, this is these are real issues that affect people. You know, these are real things that affect people. People I saw people talking about and I don't know. This is I'm going to get off of this because I don't I don't watch the news. Uh, I don't know what these people, who these people are, what these people look like, but I was doing my research and reading up on, you know, this this thing, and I saw that somewhere, Fox News said, or Fox News anchor, whatever Tucker Carlson, whoever he is, heard his name before on social media, don't know who he is, don't know what he looks like, couldn't tell you, but they said that he was getting backlash because <clears throat> because of the fact that. They think that this shooting, because the guy in his statement or whatever he wrote, I don't know what it's called, uh, Memento or something, whatever the shooter, he had wrote out what he was planning on doing. In that, in that he had mentioned that there uh, basically the white race replacement theory or something like that. And it's something that Tucker Carlson has alluded to on air about how these minority groups and about how they're trying to replace the white race because we all know that the the statistics statistics say in like 2050 or something like that you know the the white race will no, no longer be like the majority like it'll be just mixed people like you know latino black white this and the, you know what i mean like those are the statistics of how uh, our society in america is going towards and I guess he had said something about this replacement theory. This guy had mentioned something about it in his, you know, statement saying, this is why I did it. This is why I was going to do it. And you said, let's, again, that's like I said, you know, these people are just saying stuff that has real life effect on things. Um, and I'm not saying that had anything to do with it. I'm not putting that out there, but I'm just saying like, you know, this isn't, again, this isn't sports. This is real life issues that. When people go on Twitter and they go watch the news, like they're they're getting their sources from you. Like you are the source. They're getting their information from you. So like what you're saying is extremely crucial because there's a, to be honest, there's a lot of people out here that can't think for themselves. And there's a lot of people out here that 
you know, when they hear something on the news, they trust it, which I don't, I don't blame them because who else are they supposed to trust? They think, oh, I'm going to turn on the news for some, for some information on what's happening in today's society. I trust that they're going to give me the truth and they trust that information and they make, they, some people are able to form their own opinions about it and do further research. And some people don't, they just hear what they see, or they just see what they see. They hear what they hear and they just, you know, they, they go on with that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get off that <clears throat> sad stuff. Um, but like I said, that's part of the reason why I made this podcast. It's, you know, I think that the world needs a, a voice. They need a, a true voice that's going to, you know, no BS, no extra motives. It's just, and not just my voice, more voices. Like I feel like the world is turning towards podcasters because we nobody's we just we're just doing this nobody's handing us you know a check saying say this say that it's what we believe how we want to do it it's our production it's you know us sitting down into a mic it's not on air live where we you know have to come up with a a segment in six minutes and this and that like no no producers no nothing it's just us yeah man but going off that man um so the CFL, you know, update on my life. The CFL started a strike, or the players started a strike. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into that either. Um, just crazy stuff happening. It's very unfortunate for American and American rookies like myself. Um, I do understand what people are fighting for. You know, you, I understand it. You fight for. You want more money. You fight for that. You fight for what you deserve. It's just you know unfortunate that you know happened in this this time where myself and other american rookies or not even american but just rookies in general are getting caught up in it because it's something that rookies don't have a say in it's all just the vets and stuff um and obviously less practices equal less opportunity and you know this just got me thinking man because like i've been i have been thinking for a while now and even since I got here I knew that you know I'm you guys listen to the pod I'm big big into my faith and big into what God is telling me into my life and so I took I'm taking this opportunity I'm like man I'm out here in Canada what is God trying to teach me in this moment and it's crazy with this strike I've truly realized like there's I sat on the pod sometimes and I've known it for so long, but it's crazy when you really like think about it, when things start happening in your life that you have no control over, you're like, you really it's like sit back and you think like, man, like I don't have that much control over what happens in my life. Like at the end of the day, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in science, the universe, whatever, another higher power for me, it's God. So I'm just going to continue to reference, you know, my God, but to me, he has control over my life. Like he, it's, it's, you know, something that things that I cannot control, things that we cannot control, it's all up to him. Like, and he, his plan time and time again is the best plan. And we see that in the long term, but right away we can't see that. And right away we're like, man, why are these things happening? What's happening right now? Um, and we can only control the things that we can control. And that's why I say, like, 
when I said earlier that, you know, we don't control much in our lives, we control the things that we can control. And those, like, I think those determine how our lives go. So I want to take that statement back. We do have a lot of control in our lives. We have a lot of control in the reaction in our, in our and in our response to things. But certain events that happen, like, for instance, this strike, I have no control over that. But I have a I have decisions to make in my life and I have um a decision and I have control over my response to this and how I want to go about that, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's just crazy. Like I said, I was walking, I'm trying to pray and I'm trying to like think I'm trying to go through my thought process of okay, what do I need to learn right now? What am I seeing right now? What am I feeling? And like I said, what I was something I felt is like, man, it's crazy. Like there's just some things in this life that if God wants you to have it, you're going to have it. If he doesn't and he doesn't think that you're ready for it or he doesn't think that you can handle it, he's like, yeah, I'm not like, no, nah, it's not happening. I'm not going to set you up for failure like that. And that was just you nuts. Know, that's, that's one revelation I came through is like, you know, I can really only control what I can control and I can pray and I can just leave it up to him. And whatever situation he throws at me, he gives me. I could only try and do my best with that situation. I can't try and worry about things that I cannot control. Um, I can't try and change and go back. Because there's so many times where we as people think like, oh, I want to go back and do this over again. Or if I were to do this again, I would have done this. And you know, that's good thinking. Hindsight is good to like go and reflect so that you, if you encounter that problem again, you can you know what to do. But and ultimately we have to think like, okay, you know, what, what do I want out of this situation? Where do, where do I see my plan going? How can I work with his plan for me? Um, and you come up with a plan of like, you know, this is what I got to do. This is what I, this is where I, what I need to happen. How do I control the situation? So for, for instance, to put that in perspective for me, it was like when this strike happened, you know, I had a choice and it was like, okay, um, do I need to do what's best for me and my family? Uh, what's my still my main goals? My main goal is still being the best football player that I can be. Okay, so then that means that I still have to be the hardest worker out. I still need that means I still need to do this. I still need to work out. I still need to do this because, like I said, it, it, you got to control the things you can control. When I'm sitting in the dorm room that they gave me and the strike is happening, and instead of going to practice and meetings and all this stuff, now it's like, oh man, you you have a you have the whole day to yourself. How are you going to spend it? You know, what are you going to do to get better? And it's, it's, um, it's not fun. It's debilitating when you have all day and you're like, man, when is this strike going to end? What's going to happen? And it's like, it's demoralizing for you to go and try and work out. Cause it's like, what am I working out for? You know what I mean? It's the same thing I said after the pro day happened. It was like, it was demoralizing. Like, what do I do now? Um, but like I said, there are decisions that I had to make in my life. Um, there were th- like a thought process that I had to go through to be like, okay, what do I want out of this? Um, what is God trying to teach me? And, you know, he threw this event at me and now I want this or, you know, I, I believe he's telling me this. So how do I go and get it? And like I said, I devise a plan and it's like, okay, I still want this. You got to be the hardest worker out. Oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And it can't just be, oh, woe is me, my life stops. Um, 
when that happens. You know, you got to be able to control your response to things. And eventually, you know, I, I feel like, like, I think that things we pray for and things we want in this life, like truly, truly want, not just we see it on Instagram and, oh, we want the big house and, oh, we want the pretty girlfriend and, oh, we want this. Like, not, no, it's like things that we truly want in this life. Things that God puts on our heart, I feel like he put it on our heart, heart for a reason. It's ours. He's saying, okay, now I want to see how bad you really want this. So it's not that sometimes if you pray for something, you don't get it right away. It doesn't mean that it's not, it's never going to happen. It just means that right now it's not, it's the timing's not right for you. And although you may not be able to see why the timing's not right, like he knows. And that's where I say like his plan and the plan that you try and devise, like you come up with a plan, right? You come up with a plan and then it's going smooth and all of a sudden God throws something your way. And your plan goes off course where God throws something else in your way. And he says, no, nah, I'm going to take you over here. And all of a sudden you can't even see where your plan, like, you know what I mean? You're so off course now, but it's like, God's like, no, trust me. You didn't see what was over there. I'm taking you over here so you can get ready, so you can learn, so you can, um, so I can set you up for success. You know, something I saw, and I love these like motivational, like reels on Instagram that I see. I love those. Um, but I saw like a clip of Steve Harvey saying that a lot of the times, if you were to pray and ask God, like you see what you know, you know what you want, right? He said, he was basically saying, he was saying that you know what you want, but if God were to show you everything you had to go through in order to get that, then you would be like, uh, I don't know if I really want that. You'd be like, ah, can you please like take out this part, this part, this part? Like, I don't really want to go through all that, you know? And that's, I think that's how God works. Like you say you want something, it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow. It's like, there's a process of things we have to learn. There's a process of things we have to do. And this is still something that I'm trying to work on. It's still something that I'm learning because like I'm just like the rest of us, man. Like I work hard. I want this. I want that. And God's like, okay, like, but you got to go through this first. And you're like, oh man, like, Uh, Am I really trying to do that? It's like, yeah, you you are. You know, for me, one of the things was was going to Canada, like whether it, you know, lasted or not. For me, it was, you know, taking that step and proving to myself. And one thing I learned from this experience was, like, I still love the game. I still want to play it. And it's still my dream. And if I didn't go there, I think I may have, like, lost touch with that if that makes sense but if somebody would have told me like oh you're gonna go to canada you're gonna practice for three days you're gonna start to learn the playbook you're gonna start to feel really confident all of a sudden a strike's gonna happen and you don't know when it's gonna end you know how it's gonna affect your future i'd have been like oh yeah i'm good i'm not gonna travel to seattle to go get a passport and then fly to canada the next day and then spend a week, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I would have said I'm straight on that. And, but that's why God didn't, didn't tell me that right away. He was just like, nah, you got to go through this because you got to learn from this experience so that when you come back, you're even, you're 10 times better. Man, again, if you haven't, please, please, please go do so rate the podcast. Appreciate y'all tapping in today. Um, Like I said, a giveaway is coming, some more content's coming. Uh, We're going to continue to grow this podcast. So share with your friends, family, all that stuff, man. Um, appreciate you guys 
and your loyalty being to being listeners. Appreciate you guys giving feedback. Um, man, just thank you guys for following along and being part of the journey and being part of the community. Until next time, peace.